Well, hello everybody, happy February, and welcome to Nostalgia Crew. This is the show where we talk all things nostalgic. It's Bill and Danielle once again. Hello. And this is a this is a fun episode, I think, this month. It is a Disney-themed episode. Um, of course, the, the main stuff we're going to talk about is going to be Disney stuff, but there is other stuff that we're going to talk about as well. But before before we start anything, Danielle does not know this, but I have known this for about a week and a half. Uh-huh. And I want to thank, right now, all the listeners of this show, this particular show. Our last show, is the number one most downloaded show on the iTunes on our iTunes Podbean channel, that wrestling show, in the last month. Wow. And I I know you know it, it, I think it is a big deal because you know mostly this channel has been devoted to sports, you know, with uh, with the scorecard in that wrestling show. But we slip this show in once a month, you and I, mm-hmm. and it's number one in our in in our channel. Wow! And I think that shows two things. Number one, it shows that there are fans who listen to this, who enjoy what we talk about, mm-hmm. and also. The fact that, excuse me, people like variety, because I, I know you're not as familiar with podcasts and all that as I am, but, you know, you have some channels, and they're dedicated to one specific thing, one specific, you know, topic, either it be movies, music, video games, sports, and I'm not bashing anybody. I'm really not. But for a podcast channel that has almost been in in existence for five years, that started out as a sports, you know, mainly podcast, and has grown in the last year, I think is a testament to the listeners of of this show in particular, that they like variety. And I just want to thank you guys for making this show number one for this channel, this podcast channel. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So how does it feel to be number one, Danielle? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so flattered and touched that you guys... I don't want to say find it so interesting, but um, I I know I always enjoy doing this. Um, those who know me personally, I talk about nostalgia almost every day. So this is like just me being me. But I really appreciate that you guys are, you know, are want to still listen to what it is we have to talk about every month. And I, wow, I'm just so shocked. <laughs> And, and, and I think part of it is, and I'm going to give you credit for this, is when the new episode comes up every month, 
and I'm sort of a lazy ass for not promoting it, you're the one who is pushing it all the way. You do it. You're not yeah. told to do anything. You just go for it. I try, yeah. Well, because I, well, part of it is a bit of ego, because I'm like, hey, look, I have a podcast. And there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, there's a difference. Well, we'll get into egos later, but, <laughs> but no, um, you know, it's okay to say, you know, hey, check out my show, you know, because there aren't a lot of, because really, and, and I'll be honest, I've known Danielle for over 10 years. Danielle is one of the last people that has a humongous ego. Really? I, honestly. Honestly. I mean, I've met people in my life who were pricks and... They thought they were holier than thou, and I'm sure some of you are screaming to me, but I, I don't know. But no, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, for the fact that Danielle, you know, pushes this show on, on Facebook and said, you know, check us out. I mean, a lot of credit belongs to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I... I... I try not to push it too much, but occasionally I'll just, you know, if Bill puts it up, I'll say, here, look, here's my podcast. And, um, or what I've been trying to do, but I keep forgetting to do is sometimes I'll say, yeah, we're going to go this, here's a clip of something. We're going to talk about this on Nostalgia Crew this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little, that. little snap, snap, wink, wink. Right. Almost. So I forgot to do that this week, but generally I try <laughs> I try to. So, um, well, yeah, thank you. And I'm really going to have an ego now. <laughs> oh, no. But but I will say one more thing, and then we'll get on with the show. Uh -huh. I love doing the scorecard every week. I love doing that wrestling show every week. We j I just did our 230th episode of that wrestling show this wow. week. Um, of course, the newest podcast, Untitled Movie Project which is starting to become popular. And I'm thankful for that. But this show is the little show that could. It keeps going and going and going and going. And I think, and I really do believe this in my mind, mm -hmm. the fact that we do this once a month yeah. makes a whole world of difference. Yeah, because if we did this every week... Oh, my God. We, we, we would run out of stuff. We would. We would. <laughs> Plus, that would be a third show for me to do in a week. Oh, yeah. You, you would lose your voice. Yeah. It, it'd be... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well... Oh, I, and, and also In My Life. I forgot about In My Life. In that's, my life that's another show that gets popular, and you know. It's so funny because I... Well, first, I knew Bill before he even had a show, period, but... I remember when I was in college and Bill started doing that um, wrestling man's wrestling show yeah, on YouTube on YouTube. And that was, that was almost 10 years ago. My and gosh. I <laughs> YouTube, he was on YouTube and that was like a big deal. That was almost like seeing one of your relatives on television. Yeah. And the and thing we would, cause um, our friends, we went to a different campus than Bill did. So we didn't see him all the time. So we would go to the computer lab and we, like watch it in seven parts and <laughs> oh my god this was long before you could do 
videos of 15 minutes or more. 10-minute videos on YouTube back then. It was just... And, and sometimes, and some of us weren't really wrestling fans, so we would just like tune into it and we're like, Bill said hi to me. Yeah, <laughs> I miss doing that. I really yeah, do. Yeah, so, so I, it's a real honor to be doing this. So thank you. You're welcome. And and I, and I just want to say, Danielle, for the record, I still have the webcam that I used when I did Wrestling Man's Wrestling Show oh, yeah. about ten years ago. I mean, really? I. I, I know I don't do videos as much now as I used to because, well, we all get older and, yeah, you know, yeah. jobs and families. But I still do videos. I mean, um, mostly they're for the retro review where I review old wrestling tapes, which I will be doing another one shortly. So uh, for you that are listening to this because you remember me from that, I'm going to do another one in the near future, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but... Yeah, and you know what? I'll say it real quick, and then we'll get right on. Okay. There's a big difference between when I started doing YouTube and doing podcasts, and that's with the the reaction of the fans. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Because when I started doing YouTube, oh, there were a bunch of people that hated me. They would shit on my videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially the people on Daily Motion. Those people were the freaking worst. But with podcasts, you know, it's a whole different ball game. So, you know, big difference. But, yes. But again, back to the original point. Thank you guys for making Thank Nostalgia you. Crew the number one downloaded podcast show on this particular channel. Well, we've, we're ten minutes in and we haven't even discussed anything. I know. Yeah. 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 The, okay. But, but back to what we're, we are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, next weekend is the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Oh, the most racist show ever. Well. But that's for another day. We're, we're not going to get into that. Right, we're not going to get into that. Right. But we, what we are going to talk about is a fun list. Um, now, this year, Disney, well, or Disney Studios did not have any songs nominated for Best Original Song. So I guess it was sort of a down year for them. But usually, they are in the mix just about every single year. So, for this top five, Danielle and I, we came up, and I and I did research for this. Oh, man. Um, research, and I came up with a whole list, of the top five Disney songs nominated for an Academy Award for that category, Best Original Song, that didn't win. And there are some heavyweights yes. as far as Disney songs go. Um, do you want me to start or should you start? All right, because I think I'm going to make a a change on my list. Yeah, I'm looking over it right now. So, um, but, okay. First of all, I'm going to start with probably the most um, newer additions on the list, because as we get on, like, Bill says, there are some heavyweights, and I was very stunned to see a few of these, to be honest. 
um, because I could have sworn one of these won. Oh, I know. <laughs> There's one real that, that I'm so sure won. But first of all, um, number five would be, and this is me being a little um, biased, but I see the light from Tangled. Because Tangled, that movie holds a huge, huge place in my heart because me um, being so particular about um, they, what they refer to as the Disney Renaissance era, which is the the resurgence after Little Mermaid, and then it like kind of died down in the mid to late 90s. Mm. Um, the last Disney movie I saw um, that I was really, really, really enthralled by, and most people probably wouldn't count this as like a Disney movie per se, was a Goofy movie. Like, I loved a Goofy movie. That was... And anything that came out after that, I was just like, uh, you know, whatever. Right. I wasn't really, like, huge, huge, you know, with. And so, um, not to say that I didn't like anything that came out after. It's just, you know, I wasn't really... Mm -hmm. So, um, one of my coworkers told me, like, well, you have to see Tangled. I I don't know if I want to see Tangled because the commercial made it look like it was like a Shrek knockoff. And I was like, well, I don't right. know. why do they have to make it CGI? Why do they have to do all this? So, um, no, he said, no, 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 you have to. It's okay. So I went and I rented Tangled from the library and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. It was like the Disney movies I grew up watching. It was so, and I didn't expect it because I thought, well, it's CGI. They've got like modern day. No, it is, I think it is very underrated. Um, I feel like Frozen kind of sucked up all the attention away from it. Oh my God, yes. I mean, I I never saw Tangled, but I a thousand percent agree with you on that statement. Right. I feel like, because Frozen came out so close to, that all the attention that Tangled could have had just sucked it right up and it kind of, but um, they are developing a TV series for it, it that should be on next year, so hopefully they'll get some more back there, but but anyways, I saw the light in Tangled, I see the light, um, don't really want to give away what part of the movie the song is in. I, I think I know where it is, I think, but I might yeah, be wrong. Well, it's a really, but oh, it's a very moving song. I kind of teared up a little listening to it. So the thing is, is if I hadn't liked a Disney movie in almost like 20 years, Mm -hmm. and if that movie can do it, then, you know, that's pretty powerful right there. So I think... All right, so do I keep doing my list, or we do back and forth, or? Um, whatever works for you. Okay. All right. So, um, number four would, um, be, it is Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. Okay. I was very surprised, because, first of all, it's a very catchy song. I mean, who do you? Right. I mean, 20 years later, people still sing it. I remember when I was in college and I was struggling, like, doing papers and studying, I'd say Hakuna Matata. 
even though the song doesn't mean it, it's one of those it's an ironic song in that you sing it and apply it to your life it means you know chill out no worries just go with the flow it's going to be okay but the song in the movie basically is like telling him you know blow off your responsibilities <laughs> you know so I, I i like that i like that that it's like a song but in different applied to different situations it can mean two totally different things and i think that's really cool and I, I, it's hard to describe right really so um that all right number three which i was very surprised about was you got a friend in me from toy story mm-hmm which I could have sworn had won something. Oh my gosh, yeah. Randy Newman, come on now. Um, Randy Newman, I think, is one of the most underrated um, music. Uh, in fact, I could probably only name two Randy Newman songs, one of which was banned here in Maryland. Well, allegedly. I, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll look that up while you continue. Yeah. But I know the song we're talking about. Right. There I, I think it's been it's since been listed, but there was a time when Randy Newman's song, Short People You Couldn't Yep, that's the song. Wasn't wasn't allowed to be played on the radio here in Maryland because they thought it was offensive to short people. Which it isn't if you listen to the whole song, but people don't bother, they just listen to the chorus. <laughs> in any case, um you've got a friend in me. I think is a very heartwarming song can be and I think it's probably one of the best songs about friendship certainly um all right number two be our guest from Beauty and the Beast I mean that is probably one of the biggest show-stopping musical numbers I've ever seen in a Disney movie like, I remember we watched it in music class in um, middle school as an example of, there was a famous choreographer in the um, golden age of Hollywood, his name was Busby Berkeley, and Busby Berkeley would do these choreographed dance numbers with optical illusions and things. And um, so our teacher showed us Be Our Guest um, in middle school as an example of this is what it looks like a choreographed Hollywood number. It's a very, and I actually had the um, privilege of seeing it Disney on ice. We saw Beauty and the Beast on ice and we saw it on ice and it's even more spectacular seeing a bunch of people ice skate to the group. And um, so, um, and then Number one, which I am also stunned, Circle of Life from The Lion King, mainly because, hell, the first part of it is just Oscar winning alone. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to do it for you, but, you know. Right. It's just so dramatic when it comes to boom. And then it's like all the instruments come in before they even start singing. It's like an experience. Just listening to the song, you're like, and that was like my favorite well that in Hakuna Matata was like my favorite song on the um, Lion King soundtrack and 
And I think it's just the best song to start the movie off with. It's like draws you right in. Mm-hmm. It's the, the drums and the um, the singing and and the there's also a version on the soundtrack that was covered by Elton John. And no offense to Elton John, I love him, but it doesn't do that version justice at all. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It. Whew. And I, I like I said, I'm going to spare you by not singing it, but man, oh man. All right. So, all right. <laughs> um, before I get into my top five, mm-hmm. I did look it up. Yeah. Um, and and it's like one paragraph in two sentences on Wikipedia. So, in 1978, Maryland delegate Isaiah Dixon attempted to introduce legislation making it illegal to play short people on the radio. He was advised by Assistant Attorney General Francis B. Birch that such a law would be a violation of the First Amendment. This song ended up being number two on the charts in the top 100. It is a fun song, though. I I have it on my iPod, not going to lie. It is, but... um. The reason I think, like I said, why it was banned is because the chorus goes, short people got no reason, short people got no reason. Right. But And so if you're familiar with only that part, which if you've seen the movie The Little Rascals, which is where I first heard it, you would, yeah. But then it goes, short people are just like you and me, short people. So it's trying to explain to you that, yes, everybody is equal. Yes. You, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, now to my top five. Um, my number five is Be Our Guest, Beauty and the Beast. I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. Never have been. Really? Um, I honestly, I think it's a little overrated myself, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do agree with you. It is the show-stopping number from the movie. From the movie, from the Broadway show, from just about everything. Um, it, and it is a, it's a good song, so it has to be... I, I do have it in my top five. Um, number four, and I'll tell you what I originally had, uh-huh. and then I'll tell you what I put in its place. I originally had Friend Like Me from Aladdin yeah, that on was- here. And that's a good song too. Yes. I mean, there are so many good that's songs. That's the problem is finding five on this list. Oh, I know. Yes. So while I, you know, while you did yours, I made a change, so that got bumped out. And my new number four, the Bare Necessities from the Jungle Book. Oh my God! Yeah. That is an all-time classic from yes. that age of Disney, and it's still relevant to this day. I mean, when you when you watched the the trailer for the upcoming uh, Jungle Book movie, the live action version, Ooh. at the end, really, uh, anyway, at the end, you hear the bare necessities being whistled. So it's still, it, you know, it's still relevant. It's still important. So that's why I have that at number four. Mm-hmm. Number three, Candle on the Water from Pete's Dragon. I've never seen the movie that I remember, but, and again, I will use my nephews for this, when you play a cassette tape that's entitled Disney's 
best buddies, and you have all these songs. This song is on there, and you you know you hear it over and over again, and you're like, okay, this is a good song, you know. So that's why I had that in number three. Um, number two, I have uh, Hakuna yeah, Hakuna Matata. That I would think, and I might be wrong. I would think that is the most remembered song from that whole movie. I might be wrong, but I would say that's easily the most popular one, especially when, and spoiler alert for those who have never seen this, after the whole thing with Mufasa and Simba runs away, you sort of need something to cheer you up, and yeah. Hakuna Matata is it. And... My number one, and I still do not get why this did not win. And, I, and I'll and i tell you guys what beat it in a moment. Toy Story, You've Got a Friend in Me. That is the most iconic song of any of the Pixar movies of all time. That's the first song you hear in the beginning of Toy Story. It's... The one that is still remembered, it's still played to this day, um, and the fact that it did not win an Academy Award that year is beyond me. The song that won the year this came out, and again, it's the Academy Awards, they always mess up, you know, sometime, I mean... Rainbow Connection did not win Best Original Song the year it was nominated. So that shows you how messed up the Academy is. The song that beat out You've Got a Friend in Me that year was Color of the Wind from Pocahontas. Ooh. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> to be fair, though, if you're going to... If you ask anybody, what do you remember from Pocahontas? Odds are they would say that song. So. Nah. But that song is not that memorable. True. When you look back at it now, it's not that memorable. So. It's because it was sung by Vanessa Williams and she was pretty big at that time. Now, who knows? Now, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, but I am shocked that you've got a friend in me, didn't Yeah. Um, I can tell you some of the others that we did not mention, because I do have the list in front of me. Uh, Baby Mine from Dumbo. Oh, God. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, Cinderella. Uh, Someone's Waiting for You, The Rescuers. Kiss the Girl, The Little Mermaid. Uh... Belle, the, the opening song from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, when She Loved Me, Toy Story 2. That's a good one. That's another good song right there. I, I almost put that in my list. And My Funny Friend and Me from The Emperor's New Group are among some of the songs that Disney had nominated for Best Original Song that did not win. Hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Baby Mine, though. That's a sad song. <laughs> I can't remember the reason why I haven't watched that movie in 20 years. That's a sad song. <laughs> and then, one other thing, and then we'll move on. The Like, when I did this, 
I was so surprised at the songs that weren't even nominated. Like, you know, I thought like, oh, this song will be nominated. This one will have been nominated. And I'm like, and it's like, no, it didn't, you know. So it just shows you how across the board the Academy really is mm -hmm. on certain categories, and in particular, the best original song category. Mm. So that is our only talk of the Oscars this entire program, unless Danielle has it in one of her topics. <laughs> I am avoiding it. It has nothing to do <laughs> I've just never really been that into the Oscars, to be honest. It's just it's so long. <laughs> well, the Grammys are long. They were. I did. I was. I have. I didn't watch that either. I haven't I been into award shows since I was a teenager. Really, I, I. It just. I don't know. The only. The only reason I'm gonna watch it is because of the Revenant. I saw that movie. I thought it was awesome. I just want to see how many awards it picks up. That'll be the only reason. Yeah, I. I just. No, yeah, no, it's just not my thing. I'm not yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll save our Oscar talk for another time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Danielle has some topics here because I'm going to tell you guys right now, I could not find a darn thing. Okay. So Danielle is going to start us off with the first topic. All right. Well, we're going to keep with our Disney theme, and um, there's going to be a special on television tomorrow night that I won't be watching, but... Um, if you want to watch it, um, <laughs> your own discretion. Um, Disneyland, the theme park, it turned 60 years old this year. And they're going to be having a special on ABC tomorrow, the one for Disney, Disneyland 60, tomorrow night. Um, there's going to be a two-hour special with performances from Elton John, Idina Menzel, who... As Don't they, let John Travolta in there. Yeah. <laughs> She has issued an apology. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, Jesse J, Tori Kelly, who I can't, I actually don't know who that is. I'm really sorry. Um, Fallout Boy and several others. They're going to be taking an inside look at Disneyland's newest, newest park, Shanghai Disneyland. Disney, oh, Disney opened up a park in Shanghai, Shanghai Disneyland. They're going to be taking. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Look at that. That's new to me. Now, I'm curious, real quick, which international Disney park did they have to sacrifice to get that one? I, that is a good question. <laughs> um, it, it says it's, it's part of the Shanghai Disney Resort, and it's opening June 16th. Shanghai Disney, Disney Resort. Resort. Um, and here... Ford is going to be sharing news about the upcoming Star Wars land that is coming to the Disney parks. <laughs> <laughs> and the, it'll be hosted by Derek Huff, who, for those of you who don't know, is on Dancing with the Stars. His sister Julianne Huff played Sandy in the ill fated Grease Live. Which are, are we going to talk about that as well? Yes, we are going to. Yay! <laughs> Um, and and they will be performing, and one of the other Dancing with the Stars cast members will be performing a grand Main Street dance number. Um, and there will be guest appearances from Disney icons and other famous celebrities such as Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Frozen's Josh Gad. Yay! So, 
if you want to, and Dick Van Dyke's also going to be there too. That's oh, good. Okay, I can deal with Dick Van Dyke. That's probably the main reason I would watch is because Dick Van Dyke. Now, the reason I'm not watching it, not because I am, you know, being all modern day. I no, I would watch it if it wasn't airing opposite the musty TV tribute to James Burroughs that will be on tomorrow night. Um, I don't know if those of you who know who James Burroughs is. James Burroughs was a very famous, still is, very famous television director. He's directed countless sitcoms over the past oh, 30 years at least. Um, and they, he's going to be directing his thousandth episode of television. Um, and in celebration, they got all, a lot of the cast members from his past shows together to pay tribute. And the thing is, the internet has been hyping it because they got the cast of Friends, friends together. Yeah. And the internet is hyping it as a Friends reunion. It's not just a Friends reunion. It, it's tribute to James Burroughs. They're only going to be appearing in one segment. They're not even all going to be there. Matthew Perry has a play, so he can't be there. But they're all... Um, <clears throat> So there's going to be a cast of Friends. Well, those who could make it. The ca- um, some of the cast members of Frasier, Kelsey Grammer couldn't be there, but they got... That prick. Um, yeah. And um, they've got the cast of Cheers, the cast of Taxi, the cast of The Big Bang Theory, the cast of... A lot of shows. Um, so it's, a very, it's going to be a very interesting special, and I'm going to watch it because... I, I, I find behind-the-scenes stories of sitcoms that I've watched very interesting. And um, he is, is very... Um, he, he's done a lot of um, shows that I've enjoyed, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing it and seeing cast members from shows I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> now, so, I, now, I did check... Um, oh, we got an echo. Um, Disney Paris and Disney Japan are both still open. So they did not have to sacrifice either one to bring you Disney Shanghai. So don't worry about that. That's good. Um, about, okay, I, actually, about both specials. Uh-huh. I will not be able to watch either one tomorrow night because, as you guys know or did not know, I'm doing live coverage of WWE Fastlane on Twitter. Ha- uh, quick plug. Twitter slash Wrestling Show 11. I know, cheap plug, but anyway. Um, the Disney one, for me, I for me, is more interesting than the other one. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Not that the guy who you mentioned, whose name I, who has just left my mind. James Burrs. James Burrs, thank you. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't interest me. I mean, he did a lot of shows, like you mentioned. Taxi, Cheers, Frasier, Friend, Big Bang Theory. It's just, you know, Disneyland was Walt's baby. Mm-hmm. When, you know, had all that acres and acres of land. And if you watched the PBS special. Um, last September about about Walt Disney, the person. And you know, you know, all the heartache and triumphs and tragedies that he went through, you know. And, and they're not going to go that, I don't think they will go that far into detail because it is ABC, so you won't get the real dark stuff. Um, 
But that would be the one that I would watch. Plus, the fact that you mentioned, oh, we're going to get a sneak peek of the Shanghai theme park. I'd watch that just to see what it's like, because I'll probably never get there. So, um, so that would be the one that I would watch. Yeah, I mean... I'm probably going to watch, but because the Disneyland one starts at 8, eight. James Burroughs one starts at 9, so I'm right. going to catch, like, the first hour. Right. Yeah, so, but yeah, um, I think they're both very interesting specials, and um, certainly going to watch them. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of, like I said, ill-fated, um, but, oh, oh, also, I want to add another thing. The Disneyland special will also be featuring a trailer, the upcoming trailer for the remake of Peach Dragon that's coming out this summer. So, um. <laughs> I'll get a candle on the water. Sorry, I just had, um, to, I had to do that. <laughs> I, I am not thrilled about this because I grew up with the 70s version. I still listen to It's Not Easy and Razzle Dazzle Day sometimes, so I'm not happy because, well, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a CGI. Right. Um, actually, I think it's, oh, I think it's, um, it's CGI mixed with live action, which is kind of how, um, the original, the was, original was with the cartoon, but it's not going to be a musical, so they won't be retaining the songs. And it will be starring, um, I'm looking at the list of cast members right now, and so far, um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Who? Ron Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard. She was in, um, what is, she was in Jurassic World. Haven't seen it. Yeah, she starred in Jurassic World. She starred in, I, I think she was in The Help. I, yeah, she was in The Help. Um, Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3. Um, 50-50. Oh, I didn't see 50-50. But yeah, uh, uh, but um, mainly I know her from The Help. And, um, okay. I think, yeah, Spider-Man 3. But she, she, more people would say, oh, Ron Howard's daughter. But, you know, she is an actress and... There's this other movie she did recently, and I can't think of the name of that. I, because I remember her being all over television for, oh, Lady in the Water. Okay, that was a long time ago, but I do remember. Oh, that. Oh, the the movie with uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Check out Nostalgia Critics' review of that movie. It's interesting. Yeah. So she was. Yeah. So she starred in that, but that was ten years ago. So it shows how. In touch I am with stuff. <laughs> Whereas if you... <laughs> um, and then Wes Bentley will be playing um, Mickey... Or no, not Mickey Rooney's part. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I think he is playing Mickey Rooney's part. Well, that's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm Mickey Rooney! Well, because Mickey Rooney played... Um, the lighthouse keeper, the um, lighthouse keeper. I, I think they're revising the plot a little. It sounds mm-hmm. like um, they're going to reinvent the core story, so change the plot a little. So, 
Um, and then Robert Redford will also be in it. So. Oh, Lord, I better not tell my mom this. <laughs> and, uh, Robert, yeah. So if you find that highly fascinating, August 12th, go see Peach Dragon. Yay. I know, I'm not thrilled. Also, um, in other things that are being remade, um, six more days till Fuller House is on Netflix. So, um, actually, that's not so much a remake; it is a revival. Yeah, I am very excited. I I think I'm going to like this better than Girl Meets World. I have nothing against Girl Meets World, but I just feel as though since they are on Disney, there you have to hold back with certain things, and because. And they have a lot of parents pressuring them to put morals into it too much. And instead of just making it first and foremost a sitcom and not so much trying mm -hmm. to teach a lesson. Whereas Fuller House is on Netflix where people just watch it merely for entertainment and not to learn a lesson every day. Right. So I feel like Girl Meets World, they sometimes try to push the lesson too hard and it kind of gets lost in the... They, I haven't watched it in a few episodes because of that reason. But um, anyways, Fuller House, it is going to be on Netflix in six days. Um, we've talked about it a lot. Oh, and yeah. And pretty much, and I, I'm impressed with how many people they've gotten back for it. I mean, they've even gone as far as to have Harry Tuckum, Harry, um, Stephanie's friend that she married when she was a kid because she wasn't getting enough attention as the middle child mm -hmm. back for a cameo. So good job. <laughs> I mean, they, they've really gotten everybody. I've been seeing trailers. I've It's just as funny as I remembered. Now, I, I do want to ask you, mm -hmm. and and I read this somewhere the other day, Uh-huh. And, and I know you have been pumped up for this show for right, right, right. like a year almost. Right. It, is it setting itself up for failure? Like, we've been talking about this on the internet, on Facebook, for a year. I mean, just recently, Jimmy Fallon had them on right, uh, The Tonight right. Show. Is it setting itself up for a big disappointment? Because there is that possibility. I know. I worry about that. I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping people love it. You know, I, I really do. It's... Because... I really think it, people, a lot of people are a little, because they re, basically redid the plot. Yeah. Did the same plot. But I just think it's going to be interesting because, yeah, it's the same plot, but there's different characters thrust in this situation. It's not the same. Like, it's, it's Gibbler as a parent. Like, come on now. Mm -hmm. I, I, that alone I would like to see because it's Kimmy and. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, you know, and you kind of, you grow up watching these shows and you always wonder, you know, what happened to those characters sometimes? And I, and I think I always would like to know. So I got to see it. Boy, and, and unlike Girl Meets World, Girl Meets World, they took it the step where they were like, we're going to tell the, um, the story of his daughter. We're not mm -hmm. really, whereas Fuller House, they got everybody. It's more of a core right. cast whereas Girl Meets World it's mainly his daughter and the other and the, yeah he's in every episode because he's her teacher and you know Topanga's still her mother right right but 
the other cat and the other cast members are connected in a way, but they only make like cameo, you know, guest star appearances. Mm-hmm. Where, um, like, um, Minkus is her friend's father, but you don't see him that much. And then, um, Harley, the bully at on Boy Meets World, is the janitor at their school. You know, so you you see them, and, and you know, and Sean's still her dad's best friend and right. he's dating her friend's mom and you know but, but Fuller House you get like DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy in every episode plus their kids plus then you get Jesse, Danny, Joey, Becky Nikki, Alex all guest starring in more than one episode so I, I feel like it's much more of the people you remembered and not so much trying to so you can't, whereas Girl Meets World, they have to kind of balance it because they have an audience of kids who watch Girl Meets World but didn't grow up with Boy Meets World, so they don't get all these people right. starring where once every few episodes, they just get the kids. And then the adults who don't really like the kids just want to see the guest stars. So whereas Fuller House, it's much more rounded. You get both every week. So, yeah. But, um, okay, so Fuller House, like I said, six days, that'll be out. I will definitely give the first, I'll say the first three a shot. The first three episodes. I'm gonna, alright. Um, also coming to Netflix in, in, um, March is going to be the new movie Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Harmon. I, I have heard about that. Yes, it is a new movie. I'm sorry, Phoebe Harmon. I think it's going to... It's not... There's not going to be continuity. Because I don't think Wee was really breedable. I mean, there were a few things he kept. Because the plot of this kind of leads me to believe that it isn't... They aren't keeping like continuity from Wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. Um, but it's about um, Joe... I cannot pronounce his name, but Joe Mangianello, I think. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, okay. Joe Mangianello is, um, he stars in the movie, um, and Pee-wee decides to leave his hometown. He inspires Pee-wee to leave his hometown because Pee-wee apparently has never left town um, before and and go on a road trip. And all these crazy things that ensue as a result of, um, which, like I said, I think they're ignoring continuity because, you know, mm-hmm. he was big adventure. He went everywhere pretty much. So, um, but I, I'm really looking forward to this. I just saw the trailer. I cracked up, you know, <laughs> um, and it's going to co-star Alia Shawkat, who was on Arrested Development. I don't know if anybody will. She was um, maybe on Arrested Development, which I'm not sure if a lot of people remember. If, if you watch Arrested Development, you would know who she was. But I'm curious to see this because I haven't seen her in really in much else since then. So right. This will be interesting. And... Um, <clears throat> Also, um, I had, um, like I was saying earlier, Bill and I both 
watched, I think Bill Lake stopped watching after I did, the live adaptation television. Oh, yes. <laughs> version of Grease. Yes. <laughs> I think I think Bill might have quit after before I did. I, I think I quit close to an hour in. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to put mine in, my thoughts, real quick. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be short, from what I saw. <laughs> yeah. First off, the whole live audience thing was about the stupidest idea Fox could have done for this special. I do not need a live audience for a live musical production of a Broadway. I don't need that. They sort of ruined it for me. I, to me, anyway. Um, the, the opening, I did not like. It just did not sound the way Grease was to me. Vanessa Hudgens and Julianne Hoff are going to get passes. Especially Vanessa Hudgens after hearing that her dad passed away the night before the, the the live event. And from what I saw, they were both pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So I will give them a pass. I'll, I'll also give, uh, who was it, Carly Rae Jespin? Carly Rae Jespin, yeah. As uh, Frenchie. I, I didn't think she was that bad. So they'll get a pass. Um... It was just one complete cluster after another. That's the way I felt about it. Mm-hmm. And then what did me in for good was after they did Summer Nights, which was a good performance. It, it was good. I thought it was good. You, you, you know, you cut the Mario Lopez to yeah. plug Twitter and to plug Facebook. That was the issue I had. That was that was the kiss of death for me. That was exactly. <clears throat> I feel like if you're and I had a friend I was talking to and they told me they said, well, I think that the audience was good because I always wondered, you know, to see some sort of audience reaction. And I said, yeah, that would be fine if the audience reaction was limited to cheers and applause after each dance number. Mm -hmm. That would have been fine. But no, you got grease lightning. You got all these teenage girls screaming during the whole thing. Yeah. And then you've got people, they use the live studio audience for crowd schemes. And if you look really carefully, not a lot of them are in 50s period. No, they're not. (laughs) And, and then the fact that right before they get, um, but right before the, at the end of the um, musical number, at the end when they sing "We Go Together," it, it the they, they, Fox was really like um, pumping up too much of the fact that yes, we have multiple sets and we're outdoors, and during each commercial break they showed them hopping on the. Um, little tram to go to the next scene and woo and 
Um, so during when they go to sing We Go Together, they got the whole cast on the trams are driving through the lot singing We Go Together. And like one of them whips out a cell phone and takes a cell phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get it. It's not really 1950. I get it. But my goodness. Oh, way to kill the way to kill the whole show. I mean, oh, you know, you could have done that backstage. I get, you know, I get it. They're following the, the show on Twitter, and they want behind the scenes stuff. I get it. But did you have to do that in the middle of the production? Oh my god, that's too funny. And I, I just was like, this, no, um. The, now, like I said, Vanessa Hudgens definitely gets a pass. Yeah, she not. gets a pass. You, you, I, I, I wasn't thrilled with, um, you know, the way Rizzo seemed, actually Rizzo seemed a little nicer in this version than she did in the movie, but I give her a pass because if you can go on and do that right after hearing your father just passed away, that's pretty powerful. Right? Yeah. So you got to give her credit. Julianne tried, bless her heart. Um, I think also a few of the comments, though, that I was hearing are from people who were more familiar with the movie and not the original Broadway play. They put some of the aspects of the Broadway play into the production. So a lot of people were confused by sudden plot changes, like um, there were songs people had never heard before. There were, you know, plot points they were a little confused about. That's because they took the... Um, they took some stuff from the Broadway play and put it in. And also, people don't realize that Sandy originally wasn't in Australia, and they made her an Australian for the movie. Right. Yeah, I, I figured that movie. out. So I, so I was fine with there that. There were some people like, why doesn't Sandy have an accent? She's not supposed to. So, although they did make her from Salt Lake City, Utah, as a um, nod to Julianne Huff playing her. But, <laughs> so, um, I... And um, I think they did do a better job with the other T-Bird pink lady romances. I will give them credit for that. They did do a better job with that. If you watch the movie, um, Marty and Sonny just sort of seemed like, oh, they just randomly got together because everybody else got together. Yeah. The, the 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 TV version actually did a good job of showing that Sonny and Marty actually liked each other, so I give them credit for that. I will because um and but the guy who played Danny it, it, and I think John Travolta spoiled me personally. <laughs> I, I've been spoiled by John Travolta's voice because I grew up watching the movie Grease. So when he's like singing Sandy, I'm like waiting for him like to hit the high note. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's not John Travolta. Not everybody can, you know, hit it that high. So right. I had to, uh, 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 there were a few times when I felt like I was watching a high school production. Just, um, and I, I do applaud them for bringing back some of the original cast members. Um, I think that was, in fact, one of them I didn't even recognize until I read it, that it was him. But um, they got the original... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just reading what, we're, what I'm about to do in a minute. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I orig they got the... Um... 
they got Frenchie and Dodie from the original. Or Dodie. Um, Frenchie plays the waitress at the diner, the original Frenchie. Right. Not the original Frenchie, the Frenchie from the movie. From the movie, yeah. From the movie. And then the guy, and then Dodie, Frenchie's boyfriend in the movie, he um, plays the guy. Um, the television producer that comes to the school to get national bandstand. So, which I think is also a plot point in the in the um, Broadway play, but not a plot point in the movie. Like, right. No, national bandstands in the movie, but the part where the television producer comes to the school to talk what? to the principal. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. What is that popping sound? Oh, that's an um, this a notification on his website I was on. Oh, okay. So okay, just need it. Okay. And um, he uh, so and then at the end they did take a they had their origin their old um T bird. And pink lady jackets on. They took a bow with the rest of the cast. So I thought that was nice. But really, the screaming, the yelling, the people sitting in the bleachers is like the crowd scenes. And it, it just didn't work. It's just too. And um, so I hope that when NBC does hairspray this winter. Don't fall not, for the live audience. Don't do it. When ABC does Dirty Dancing, which I'm already reading, I've had enough problems with that. Oh yeah, and I and I've heard who they want is the lead. They got Abigail Breslin, who I don't. No, know. that oh oh I didn't hear about that. But did you hear who they want to get as the male? No, I didn't actually. Channing Tatum. Well, he can dance. I I I could live with that, even though I've never even though I've never seen the movie. I I've seen the movie. He can dance. Stephanie, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I've never seen the movie. We could try and set up a day where I watch it. Um, so, okay, so you got Dirty Dancing, possibly. Hairspray we talked about. And maybe I could get Wiggly on to discuss that one in but, December. Yeah. So, I mean, Abigail Breslin, she's a good actress. It's just She's I, aged well. She ha Yes, and she, she would be good to play, you know... But I just don't think of her as like singing and dancing. But although it does say here on her Wikipedia that she is a singer, so maybe I missed something. But um, so, oh, okay. Hi. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. She has released a few singles. Okay. Oh, Lord. I, I Please tell me real quick that none of them are on now that's what i call music albums please tell me real no, quick. no 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 okay no. good good because yeah, yeah, no. i have to prepare myself for that Breslin, what yeah, i have Abigail to do Breslin was in a movie called janie jones um where she played the daughter of a rock star and it was at the toronto film festival which is probably why i never saw it or heard of it and she had some songs and soundtracks, so okay. All right. All right. Okay. Now I don't feel as weird about it. All right. <laughs> now, um, while you were talking about um, the show, the, the Grease event, uh huh. And I did notice the rain. So the rain. Do you remember what I said to you real quick about that? When, when it was raining. Yeah. I'll. Should we just say it to every what I said? Go on, go on. Basically, I said. God is crying because of this horrendous production of Grease. <laughs> um, but apparently, I am not the only one who had 
thoughts on Grease Live. Um, GuideLive.com, uh, Brentney Hamilton posted this during the event. And uh, she found some tweets from people that were watching Grease Live. So, are you ready to yeah. hear some of these? And, yeah. the, and these are real people. Um, for those who've heard me do or read stuff from campaigns and petition sites on the scorecard, you know that these are real people. So, uh, so we'll start at the very top. Um, what? Oh, crap. Hold on. Didn't mean to... There we go. Let me get that. Okay. Our first one is from at my thoughts lit. She wrote, "I might now be shipping Danny and Dottie. That was a great duet. Someone write that slash fig ASAP." Mm. All right. Next one. This is from at Chris Gedner. Loved the Poe and Finn scene though. Tbh. That's a Star Wars reference. Oh. What what's TBH? To be honest. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Alright. This is from at Sally Holmes. Can you be sexually attracted to a gif asking for a friend? Okay. <laughs> and she's referring to the grease lightning. Oh Alright. Oh damn it, I gotta stop clicking on this stuff. Alright, at Feldman Adam wrote, Whoever put a big square mic pack in the back of Aaron Tevet's gym shorts does not respect a key part of the audience for this. <laughs> Alright, at Lena Rocker Hall wrote, Someone move Aaron's mic pack. It's destroying my view of his perfect buttocks. At Cole Escola, he wrote, Everyone in this has blocked me on Grinder." Wow. <laughs> At Nez Actor wrote, I'm pretty sure everyone watching Grease Live was impregnated by Aaron Tavet tonight. Mm. That was from Nicole E. Zimmerman. At Andy Dorfman, she wrote, New Girl Crush Alert, Vanessa Hodgins, Flames, who is seriously crushing this. Wow. At Izzy Liz, she wrote, Go Grease, there could be no better Sandy than Julianne Huff. Perfect casting decision. She killed it. Add Beth Burrs from Two Broke Girls. Add Julianne Huff. Um, killing hopelessly devoted to you. Beautiful girl! Oh. Yeah. At Ariane Reinhardt wrote, Please sway in the same direction, girls. Okay. Mm -hmm. At Natalie Abrams, this audience does not know how to sway together. No, they do not. 
Uh, all right. I don't know who to give credit on this one to. I, I guess I'll give this one to Crazy Town Mom. Uh, she tagged Tom and Lorenzo, and she said, It feels like an extra long episode of Glee! It really did. It really did feel more like Glee than... It, there were parts of it that made it feel like Grease, but then there... Yeah. <laughs> at Mikey... My, oh, I'm sorry. At Mike Yerza, I'm finally watching Grease live. Remember, if a boy doesn't like you, change everything about yourself. Uh, at Female Seacrest, we love seeing the original cast members in Greece live tonight. Hello, Didi Khan! Yeah. Alright. At Hamilton Squad, Yo, AC Slater, she in high school! Wow. That, oh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Mario Lopez played Vince Fontaine. And there's a part where Vince Fontaine hits on one of the girls. So uh, that's what they meant by that. At Billy, <laughs> at Billy Eichner, this is a good one. The final scene in this version is Stockard Channing dropping from the sky and kicking Mario Lopez in the balls. Wow. Uh, okay, this next tweet, I, I have to describe this. Uh, this is from a Jonas Brothers News Twitter account. What? And there's a picture of Joe Jonas on the screen. At Jonas Concerts said, I'm so proud. Yeah, I know, not necessarily the best one. Okay. At Aerosan, I want Joe Jonas to cover my entire body with his eyebrows. Until that happens, I am staging a protest. Okay. But wait, there's more. At Blessed Turns, T-E-R-N-S, wrote, Real talk, I just threw my hands in the praise mode and started crying. Come at me, boys to men! Yep. They, they, they did well. They sang very well. They weren't, you know... Wasn't there four members of that group? Yes, one of them retired due to health reasons. Okay, alright. Yeah. So they tore as a trio. Alright. Yeah. At, at Broadway Musical, and that is a legitimate Twitter account, Boys to men are most definitely men now. Mmm, chills. At Jessica Vosk, I expect boys to men to show up every time I get out of the shower and feel down on myself and riff at me! Alright, this next one is my favorite. At Tom David says, I'm so happy they picked Ace Ventura to play the lead on Grease Live. <laughs> oh, wow. I have to send you the... I've got to send you the link real quick so you can see what they mean. Oh, my God. 
Okay, I have just sent it to Danielle so she can see it for her. <laughs> that is the best one. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it, it actually, now that there's a picture, it makes sense. But yeah, he, he does look like Ace Ventura. He and does. It's really uncanny. We might have to post this after. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah it's Oh, all right. Uh, next one. At Color Me Lauren. Be right back. Trying to figure out how to type the hand jive with emojis. And our last one. At Kara Cass. The choreography has totally been the star of this show. High fives to the choreographers. Hmm. And those were the reactions of Grease Live. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. The, the Ace Ventura one is the best one. It really was. I am hopelessly devoted to those fans. <laughs> yeah. So, there's, um... Yeah, and I often wonder how different the movie would have been if they had kept some of that stuff in the movie that they put in this, but, you know, was taken out of the play. Right. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, we will see when, um, I think, I don't know, Dirty Dancing's next or Hairspray's next, whatever, how, whatever they, ABC airs first, I don't know. But, right. Um, Actually, I think Rocky Horror Picture shows a little bit before one of those two, so let's see. And I and I have heard from some of my friends who are diehard fans; they are not happy about this one. No, they are not happy, even though they got Tim Curry in an effort to say, "See, he's okay with it." He's the narrator. Tim Curry, you know, so it, it, they, you give it the blessing, and like, yeah, uh, it's like bullshit. And now. Rocky Horror Picture Show, in my opinion, is a classic, and it needs to live on at participation viewings and and tribute shows and things like that. But don't right. ask somebody else. No, it, it is a cult classic. It doesn't need to be remade. It can live on as it is. Yeah. There. Like, if anybody, would someone try to remake? I'm not going to say it's in the same category as Gone with the Wind, but I mean, there's, there's just some things you don't remake, okay? <laughs> How dare you compare Gone with the Wind to Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> this show's <laughs> over. No, I'm just joking. If somebody remade Gone with the Wind, people would be up in arms. <laughs> say, okay. Well, it's already too late on The Wizard of Oz. How many yeah, times have I'm, they redone I'm shocked that? about that. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is that all that you have? Um, I had a bit of something else, but it was going to take longer, so... Um, are, are you sure? I mean, we, we have time. Oh, I mean, okay. If, if it's your last... I mean, I don't know if you have any more or... Have yeah, this is my last thing, okay. which is kind of not really related to what we were doing. But anyway. Okay. All right. I'm going to shorten this because it's a long list, so I'm going to shorten parts of this. But, um, okay. Um, in the news recently, um, actually not recently, over the past few years, they always say millennials 
Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. And millennials are stupid and they're this and they're that. And anything related to modern day technology is us. You know, the millennials and their selfie sticks and their, you know, no. All right. So the problem is that millennials covers a really broad span of people that it, it covers people born over 10 year span, at least a 10 year span. Mm-hmm. So like Bill and I are millennials. But there are some kids who just graduated from high school who are also millennials. So, even bigger 10 years ago. Um, so, what, you can't really lump us all together because they're, you know, I, I think our generation has a greater advantage in that we were, we were just starting to get technology. Yeah. We, you know what it was like to have not nearly as much technology as those who are there now. But anyway, so BuzzFeed, which is my Bible, as you all know, um, <laughs> has compiled a list. I'm not going to go through the whole list because it's very long. Um, 45 signs that you are an old millennial, which, like I said, I, I consider an old millennial those who were born in the 80s. Right. The old millennials. So, all right. So some of these, I'm not going to go through, like I said, everything, but I'm just going to go to the ones that apply to me personally. <laughs> Um, uh, your teen clothes were wide-legged jeans, sunglasses with colored lenses, and 70s revival trends. Alright. I, I, I did have wide-legged jeans. I did. There were do, you, nice, do you have the link real quick? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll see, send, I send it to me because I want to see this list. I want to no, see I'll, if, I'll send it to you. All I want right. to see if any of these describes me. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I had wide like legged jeans. They were great. But if it rained and you wore them, you were out of luck. But I enjoyed them very much so. Um, number two, you learned a lot about sex from the Monica Lewinsky scandal. <laughs> I do remember when it, I was in middle school when it came out, when it when it was going on. Number and, Number three applies to me. You watched the O.J. Simpson trial on Court TV. Yeah, we saw the ver- yeah we saw the verdict at school. Okay, I remember the O.J. Simpson trial, but I didn't know who he like. I didn't know who he was before this happened. I just thought that it was this guy that had um, murdered his wife, and it was a big deal because he did that. I didn't know he was a celebrity prior to that, so I didn't really understand who he was and. I remember being all over TV, not just Court TV, because we didn't get, uh, we really watch Court TV, but any other channel you tried to watch, yeah. I'm so, all right, you you go ahead and then okay, your yeah. next one, and then because I found my next one. Okay. Um, some of these I'm looking at apply to me in an older age that this is implying. So, like, um, this was your middle school social life, but shows the old AOL main menu. Nah, that's. We did, but it wasn't like, um, you spent your time sending roses on AIM and talking to weird people in Yahoo chat rooms. That was me in college. That wasn't me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did that in college. All right. But here, here's one that is very true about me. 
not sure if Bill could relate, but um, you were going to marry Nick Carter, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Nick Lachey, or Taylor Hanson. Yep, I had such a huge crush on <laughs> Nick Lachey. <laughs> I, well, I I was actually wanted to marry Joey McIntyre from um, New Kids, Kids on the Block. Block. Well, he's at the time when I was in high school, he had gone on. He had um, he was in a solo career. He had done a comeback and was on a solo career. So. Um, but right now, New Kids on the Block is back together and they're touring. So he's a New Kids on the Block now. But when I was a teenager, he had a solo career. Right. I had a huge crush on him. And he was all over my um, binder at school. And it was terrible. And you wrote all about it on Zanga Live Journal or the site that you built out of HTML on GeoCities or Angel Fire. Nope. Don't know that one. I had a Zanga. It's still up. I'm not going to give you the link. Damn. But it's still it, it is still out there. Um, you can read about me from the ages. I think I started. I was seventeen when I started writing it, and I was nineteen when I stopped. So I will be on a search for that. It was, <laughs> Not to humiliate you, but I will be on a search. It's basically me filling out a bunch of stupid surveys. Oh, okay. It's right. a bunch of sort of like MySpace. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of stupid surveys and, and maybe a few things about gushing about boyfriends. It's it's really stupid. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. You didn't get your first cell phone until you were 16. Yep. Yep. That's me. I did not get mine until I graduated high school. I was 16. Um. It was my mother's old. My mother had gotten a new cell phone, and she gave me her old one. It was green. It was. It, it wasn't even in color. I remember when I started college, she had bought us new ones, new like Nokia brick phones, <laughs> and um. And my sister and I, because my sister had started high school, so she got a phone. And we turned them on. We're like, it's in color. Wow. <laughs> Which people now would be like, they used to not be. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Number 11. You remember when this, when Britney Spears' Baby One More Time video came out and how controversial it was. Yes, I do. It's funny to think of now because it's really nothing. Well, actually, maybe because she is a teenager. But I, I remember being a teenager and not thinking it was that big of a deal, but, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. All right. Um, this might be you. Did you play the Oregon Trail in elementary school? Not that I remember. But I, I do. But I do remember the game. We had it. But ours had much better graphics than the one in this picture, so I'm not sure if that was... All right, but your books were Berenstein Bears, Babysitter's Club, and Goosebumps. Okay, yeah. Um, the Berenstein Bears and the Babysitter's Club were my books. Goosebumps, I had read one book in um, elementary school, and that was it. So I wasn't a big... All right. All right, here, this next one is probably definitely you, Bill, so you can... Number 14. Oh, <coughs> sorry. Yeah. Friday nights, you never missed TGIF. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. You really didn't. Unless you had, like, a movie that you got from Blockbuster. Oh, oh yes, yes. We that had Blockbuster movie nights at our house, too. Or unless you weren't home. Right. <laughs> Number... <laughs> But yes. Uh, Number 15 is definitely me. Same here, yes. 
if you had cable, you watched Family Double Dare, Rugrats, Legends of the Hidden Temple, and Guts. Very true. Six, and what would you do to that list, too? 16 also would sort of fit me. Mm-hmm. If you were a PBS family, you watched Zoobly Zoo, yeah. Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, definitely watched that. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, and Bill Nye. Also, and add Square One to the list. Uh, that was definitely... Um, okay, number 17. You were allowed to eat peanut butter in school, yeah. I never liked peanut butter, so... Yeah, but... Yeah. The peanut butter has been banned from schools due to children's allergies. Peanut allergies. So, no offense to anybody who has one. I'm just... Okay. 19. I, I, I sort of remember number 19. Yes, I remember that very well. I watched it when it happened. The Ashley Simpson lipstick yep. scandal. Because, ironically, I was 19 when this happened. Um, <laughs> uh, or no, I was maybe 18 or 19. But I was a huge Ashley Simpson fan. I'm not sure if those of you remember Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson was Jessica Simpson's younger sister. Oh, she still is Jessica Simpson. And in, like, around 2004, 2005, she was huge. She was probably, because at that time, Jessica Simpson was mostly known for being a dumb blonde or mm-hmm. ditzy blonde on her reality show. And she had a few, she was a singer, and she sang very well, but most people knew her as being a ditzy blonde. And, um me and that she was like this sort of good eat had sort of sort of goody two shoes image and then her sister ashley came on and ashley didn't sing pop like jessica ashley sang rock music or well punk pop or whatever you want to call it but it was a little bit edgier than jessica ashley had her own show to the ashley simpson show which i watched religiously and um and she was just and I just thought she was like the coolest person ever. And I wanted to be like her. So she went on um, Saturday Night Live and performed. And um, there was an audio problem. And, or no, no, she had a cold. She had a really bad cold. And so they had set um, a recording of her to lip sync to. The recording malfunctioned. So Ashley, being the trooper that she was, started doing this really awkward hoedown dance during it. But I, I, but then it turned into a whole student where Ashley Simpson can't sing. And right. It was, and she even wrote a song about how embarrassed she was at that time. But, but now, um, I don't know if she's still singing, but right now, um, she's, she's married to Diana Ross's yeah. son. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, Jessica Simpson from her pop music and her reality show Nick Lachey and not her handbag line. I didn't know she had a handbag line. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's news to me. Um, okay, number 21, your mom hated Marilyn Manson. My mom never heard of Marilyn Manson, so there. I don't know if my mom did or did. I, I didn't really... Well, I never listened to Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I don't know... I, I knew of him because I was going to a um, really religious school at the very strict Lutheran school at the time he was popular. And I do remember um, Marilyn Manson had a song called Go to Hell, Close That Gate. And 
um, there was this kid at my school who was who liked Marilyn Manson, and we were doing um, we're making um ink blots where oh, you no. um take styrofoam and you basically make your uh, little um stamp, cut it out with the um, I don't know what the tool's called, but you make it so that you make your own little printing block so you can um. And this kid did the Marilyn Manson symbol, which were two arrows pointing downward. And mm. yeah, the teacher made him flip it up. <laughs> Cause no. <laughs> but um Um just Do you I have one do you have one more? Okay. Um Okay, you watched American Pie with your high school friends and you felt super scandalous. Okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know if I should feel disappointed, awkward, <laughs> or whatever. My parents saw American Pie before I ever did. Ooh. And they enjoyed the movie. Oh, God. And I have yet to see that movie. American Pie was, like, the huge... I, 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 it came out right before I started high school. And every... That was one of the movies when I was in ninth grade. Everybody was quoting everybody. Um, it's to this day why if someone I know has a kid who goes to band camp, I have to keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Your kids will be in camp. That's very lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that that was pretty. My my parents saw that movie. Actually, I'll tell you the story real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters had rented the movie. It's from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And 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 they watched the movie. And then they told my parents. You guys would not like this movie one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> so, for some reason, I don't know why, my parents decided to watch that movie in their room. And they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I have the cool parents. Yeah. They, they liked American Pie, but no. Um... But yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of things on here. Yeah. Um, I, I, there were a couple that related to me. Uh, uh, 37 especially. You were so proud when you finally got your own one of these, and it was a Blockbuster membership card. Just found mine in an old purse the other day. I yeah. think it's still in my wallet. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. And then there's ones like, you watch Carson Daly on TRL after school, and you dreamed about going to New York and standing outside the studio in the freezing cold. I sure did. And my cousin had just moved to New York around that time, and she said, yeah, I went, my cousin, I think she worked, or she lived across the street from Central Park at that time, so mm -hmm. she had been near there, and she said, Carson waved at me from the window. I was so pissed. <laughs> If you're telling me this because you think this makes you sound cool, right. it's, not, it's actually pissing me off that he waved at you. Yeah. But, um, but and let's see. Do was one. Yeah, do one more. Okay. You were in college when texting first came out and only some of your friends were allowed to text. Oh. Uh, 
I don't remember that quite exactly. I had um, I had limited texting, so um, I did um, I had limited texting, which meant so people would text me, but I couldn't open it because if I opened it, they got charged extra. Right. So one time when I got, I think a around like 2006, 2007, I, got, I finally got a phone that had unlimited texting and I sent out a Facebook message like, hey, you can text me now. <laughs> so, you know. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it's a very fascinating list. I'm going to go post it in the group right now. Yes, I was just about to ask you to do that. Yeah, because it, it is interesting and um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, I have been in a good mood for an hour and 28 minutes. That shit's about to end. Um, because, of course, as we talked about last month and as we mentioned earlier, this is a Disney-themed edition of Nostalgia Crew. So, wanna, you, you probably have seen it. By now, want to take a wild guess as to who proclaimed themselves to be Walt Disney? Oh God! Just take a wild guess. I I, I know his his infamous or uh, Mr. Kardashian. Yep, Kanye West. Mr. I am $53 million in debt. And there is a GoFundMe account set up to help him that has currently raised $5,000, which probably pisses me off more. Don't you give oh. him another dime. Do you people hear me? If I find out that you donated money to that son of a bitch, I will kick you out of our group for life. Because, and the stupid thing is, people donating are doing it to make a point. Because, the, you know, the, the GoFundMe was set up by, like, a fan or somebody... So they're saying, here, here's $5, send it to this charity instead. Yes, I get what you're trying to do. But don't, yeah, just because don't. Because you're giving him $5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on Monday, the 15th of mm -hmm. February, he posted the following. He said on Twitter, I'm this generation's Disney. I want to bring dope shit to the world. First off, you overrated piece of shit. Don't you ever compare yourself to an American treasure like Walt Disney. Walt Disney is the forefather, the god of Disney cartoons. What have you done to contribute to society? Nothing. You haven't done a damn thing. You're calling yourself Jesus, which is an offensive way of saying that you're Jesus, and you're calling yourself the new king of rock and roll, and you don't even do rock and roll, and your music sucks ass. The only reason that you are even relevant to this society today is because you married a Kardashian. I don't care that you named your kids Southwest, Northwest, East, West, 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 any direction you want to call it. 
I don't care if you sold millions of albums. You're a damn prick. You're a jerk. And I hope that you do go bankrupt. And I hope you go in the poorhouse. Don't you ever compare yourself to Disney. So shut up. Don't say anything. And kiss my white ass. There. Got that out. And to the 11,000 people, and it's probably been more, who have liked that tweet, you could kiss my ass too. Number one most huge. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. I just. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Still a very. They appreciate your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to get to something real fun that we Much really enjoy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes you just got to let it go. Um, so yes, okay, I gotta said, I gotta tell the story. Um, originally, Danielle and I, we were going to review DTV Valentine, which was a special that aired on NBC actually 30 years ago this year, which I didn't even realize till just now. Oh. This was one of my favorite videotapes of all time, as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had the, like, we recorded it, I watched it over and over and over again. The tape has not played in 20 years. I have not thrown it out. I am never going to throw it out. And when I die, it will be in my casket so I could take it up to the big VCR in the sky to watch for all eternity. So, anyway, about a month or two ago, I had found the special, that special, on YouTube. And I was like, okay, this is what we're going to review. This is what we're going to watch, hands down. But YouTube, being those wonderful people that they are, had to block the vault or the noise the sound from the whole video so the video is still up but you can't hear a single thing they've basically muted the video now there is this is up on Vimeo but they only have the first like three parts of it so the whole thing is not up mm-hmm so then I went to the back plan, which was the next Valentine special that they would air one year later. And that's what we're going to review today. And that is DTV Doggone Valentine. Um, I do remember this watching this as a kid on another videotape. Mm -hmm. totally different from the first one because there's a theme to this one which if you can't tell by the title but anyway um, very interesting note 
The announcer for this special is J.J. Jackson, one of the original VJs of MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a small part. All he does is the introduction and the commercial breaks. And boy, do we have a lineup for you. We'll get to hear songs from Olivia Newton-John, Huey Lewis in the News, Kenny Rogers, Paul Anka, Weird Al Yankovic, and the Stray Cats, just to name a few. Mm. Boy, what a lineup we got here. So, I send Danielle the video. I send her the link. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's the complete thing. No commercials, which I was fine with. Then I watched it to get ready for this. And then I realized there are some parts that this person skipped over. And I was like, oh, crap. Because I do remember some parts. Mm -hmm. So I had to go back. Find the parts and watch them. So, basically, um, our review is going to be pieced together, but it is a full review. Um, the hosts are Pluto, Mickey Mouse, of course, because he owns this country, and Professor Ludwig von Drake. Oh, and Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket's in this, too. Mm-hmm. So we start off with uh, Professor Ludwig von Drake, and uh, he talks about how this special is about pets, dogs and cats. And they show a clip of dogs going after this fresh slab of meat that he's holding in his hand. And then we go to our first video which is a fine, a fun video to start it off. Wham! Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> that was a fun one. It was just basically every character dancing. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> so after that, that's our opening. Uh, professor then talks about Pluto. He talks about Pluto and ha basically how Pluto is a ladies' man of dogs, mm -hmm. I guess would be the best way to put it. So this then goes into a whole thing of, I don't know if it would be animals in heat or animals in love would be the right term yeah. for this. It goes to Greece. Huh, how about that? Yeah. And it's you're the one that I want. And in and I and I had to look at it a second time because they do post who sings the songs. It's they put it as Nude and John and Travolta. It's not Olivia Nude and John and John Travolta. It's just Nude and John and Travolta. Yeah. Um, so, basically, it's, you know, trying to impress the other kind. That's the best way to really put it. Um, but no, it was a good use for that song. 
Plus, it sort of takes out some of those innuendos from Greece. Um, but that's okay, because, you know, it's mm -hmm. Disney. So after that, um, we then go to Professor Von Drake again. He's still talking, and he's talking about how he has this collection of the greatest love songs of all time. And he pulls out this record, and I'm actually watching it right now, and it says, <laughs> Disney's DTV Greatest Hits. And then he plays the record, and he says he's going to conduct. Uh, and while he's conducting, he looks high on drugs. <laughs> Which leads to the next song, which is I Only Have Eyes for You from the Flamingos. Yeah. And m most people probably will associate this song now today from the movie The Grudge 2. Really? I, I think, because if you watch the trailer, mm -hmm. um, there's a part in the trailer where Sarah Michelle Gellar is in uh, the hospital. And they're playing this song. You know, the shibop shibop. Yeah. It sounds so creepy. It really does. It sounds so creepy. Um, but for this particular video, uh, it's basically Lady and the Tramp and Lady is in the dog bath. Mm -hmm. And that's really it. There's nothing else to it. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful song, but I've always loved that song. Yeah, I've liked it, too. It, it, it's funny, because growing up here, I associate it with... It used to be used in a commercial for um, a promo for our local news channel. Oh, no. Um, news show, um, Channel 13. Um, I think it was Channel 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going to go Google it, and I will go post the video in the group. All right. Because. What is that? W. WJZ. WJZ. That's it. I was going to say WJLA, but that's DC. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, Professor Ludwig von Drake is high. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Jiminy Cricket. So, we're away from Professor von Drake on drugs. And he talks about. How Goofy is a dad! Yay! Goofy became a dad. And it is so not Goofy at all. I mean, the, the look is Goofy. Yeah, that was weird to watch for me because um, the it, it, it was clips from a um, cartoon, an old cartoon from like the 50s where Goofy has a son named Goofy Jr. Mm-hmm. And it's weird if you're like me and Bill, who grew up watching Goof Troop in a Goofy movie, and they know Max, but they don't, because this kid isn't Max. Like, right. Goofy Jr., he has red hair. It, it's just, yeah, with red hair, like you said. And it's weird because this was taken around, well, Goof Troop came out about five years after this did, but when he said Goofy just became a father, <laughs> I, I oh, yeah, this is around... Goof Troop or whatever did Max premiere before Goof Troop and then I remembered oh yeah there's an old cartoon where Goofy has a kid from the 50s and um, they uh, had 
Um, and it's weird because not only Goofy doesn't sound like Goofy. Like they would take there. There's a few old cartoons, Disney cartoons, where they would take it and kind of make it look like a 1950s movie. Yeah. And then the characters' voices would sound more closer to you know a regular average person than the you know. And 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 we will get into the voice of Goofy a little later in this review. Because it's weird. Yeah. So basically, this is just oh. This is a dad for the first time and all that and the enjoyment or the yeah enjoyment of being a dad and you know what you go through and it's sort of the same way if you're a mom or an uncle or an aunt it's just sort of a nice thing mm-hmm. you know and then they uh talk or, or at the end um the the mother knits a shirt and Goofy's like oh my god, we're going to have another child. And then it's for the dog. <laughs> and then Jiminy talks about how Goofy has to work. And then that leads into the next song, which is Huey Lewis and the News Working for a Living. And believe it or not, in the video, they keep in the part, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. I was well, I was surprised when I heard that. I was like, my God, they actually kept that in a Disney special. <laughs> uh, of course, in Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent references hell, so maybe it's not that. Yeah. But anyway, the video is a bunch of Goofies working. That's basically about it. There's nothing else to mention about that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we come back from the commercial, which, like I said, does not exist in this, um, and Jiminy Cricket talks to a cat, and Jiminy Cricket gets chased off by a cat, and then we get to the next song, which is the Bee Gees' Staying Alive. This is so weird. And this is all about cats. It's... Uh, Bagheera, it's Shere Khan, Tigger, Generic Random Lion number three, Generic Random Tiger number 17, just a bunch of cats, lions, and but it's sort of funny and cool at the same time that the Bee Gees would be used for this song, for this video. Mm-hmm. And of course, I I think, and this is probably going to be the sentiment for a lot of these songs. I think Danielle will agree with me on this. This is where, as a child, I heard these songs for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, when you're older, you're like, oh, yeah, that song. So you're going to get that probably a lot. Yeah. I actually didn't see the special as a kid. Really? My first time seeing it, yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, 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 I grew up watching the DTV Halloween specials. My father had taped it off the television for us, but I wasn't aware that they had done them for other holidays as well or in other times. I just thought it was a one-time thing they did. So. Which, which, by the way, we will be reviewing later in the year. Yeah, so, so I grew up with that, 
but I didn't know that there were others, so this was interesting to see. So we will be reviewing that later in the year. Mm-hmm. So after uh, the BGs sing about felines, uh, we go back to Professor Von Drake, and he's stalking people. No, he's not stalking. He's actually doing research on top of a tree, and he talks about how uh, we almost had the breakup of Lady and the Tramp. So they show the clip of them arguing. And then we get to actually one of my favorite parts of this whole special, even from when I was a kid. I never admitted it till now. Kenny Rogers' Lady. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up when I saw that. Oh. Um, this was the first Kenny Rogers song that I remember as a kid. And I have this on my iPod. This, like, when you think of Kenny Rogers, this is a complete opposite, I think, of what most people think of Kenny Rogers. I think, but I could be wrong. Um, so basically, this is a whole tribute to Lady and the Tramp with this song, uh, including the spaghetti scene. And it's done really well. So, good job on Disney for doing... Just the perfect song for that couple, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Although Danielle was probably laughing her ass off. But anyway. <laughs> it's just, it's just without this, like, theme of dog clips tying mm -hmm. it all together, it would just be, like, the weirdest playlist, like, <laughs> just to do. Right. Like, I don't know if it could work with any other couple. Yeah. It, well, yeah, obviously her name's Lady, but, yeah. you know. Excuse me. Uh, then, after that, we go to a clip. Uh, actually, I think it's from Mickey Mouse himself. So, the devil, I mean, Mickey Mouse, um, comes on and he talks about the time that he entered Pluto in a dog show. Of course, you can listen to the scorecard where we talked about a dog by the name of Manny Machado won an award at the Westminster Dog Show. Mm. Not kidding. A, well, I, anyway. So, they showed a clip. Uh, Pluto and Mickey get thrown out. And then the whole building gets on fire. And Mickey decides that Pluto's trick is going to be he roller skates. Because, you know, that's what attracts people. Roller skating dogs. Um, so he comes in, saves the female dog, which probably would have won or did win Best in Show. Not really sure. And he gets an award, public hero number one. And meanwhile that's happening, uh, the 101 Dalmatians are watching this. And then out of nowhere... Uh, Jiminy Cricket mentions that dogs like to eat. So do cats. And that leads to another great part of this show. Of course, you can tell by my bias. Weird Al Yankovic and eat it. Yeah. I I had forgotten that when they announced um, who was um, 
you know, the list of artists that he was on there. Mm -hmm. So at first I heard the tune and I thought it was Beat It. And I was like, oh, they couldn't get, you know, Michael Jackson to agree to license, um, to, to use his song. So they got like an in-person, you know, right. like a cheap re-record. And I was like, oh, okay. So basically it's what you would figure animals eating. Mm. That that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, nothing to sugarcoat it about. And then after they see that the hundred and one Dalmatians say they're hungry, and they go to the kitchen to eat. So there, that that served a purpose. It, mm -hmm. it served a purpose. Uh then after that we go back to Mickey Mouse. And he talks to Pluto about his dog rival, Butch. I didn't even know that that dog had a name. I did not know. Honest to God, did not. So then they show uh, a video. And boy, this comes out of left field. George Thurgood and the Destroyers bad to the bone. <laughs> Again, this is another one where this was the first time I had heard this song was from this special. So it's basically a best of Pluto versus Butch fight <laughs> clip. That would be the best way to put it. Um, and then after that, which, like I said, was just weird putting together. Um, we go back to Professor Von Drake, and he talks about how he's an expert in love. Um, and he talks about how he knows about love and being hurt. And he says that the first rule of love is, don't get hurt! Yeah, great advice. So then... So then we go to a clip from 101 Dalmatians where Pongo is with his owner waiting for the babies to arrive. And the babies start coming. 8, 11, 12, 14, 15, and then, no, 14. One didn't make it. So the, the nanny brings the dog over to the owner. And it's a rainy night, and the owner starts rubbing the dog. Well, that's all it needed, because the dog came back to life. And, of course, that would be lucky. And then, excuse me, that goes into Paul Anka with Puppy Love. And... Boy, is that a weird combination. Yep. A weird combination. I mean, it, it fits its purpose, but it's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. So, after that, Jiminy Cricket comes back on, and he talks about how sometimes cats can be evil. And they show the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. And, you know, their their song, you know, 
We are Diamond, if you please. That's like one of the few things I remember about that movie. It is stereotyping and it's racist. Ba bum bum bum. Yep. <laughs> so after that, we go to Pluto or Goofy? And this is where we get Goofy voiced by Bill Farmer, the current voice of Goofy, talking. I don't know if this is the first time that he, you know, I don't know if this is the debut. I don't know. And he talks about his new car. I, I'm sure some of you are thinking this is made up shit. It's not. Yep. This is real. And then we go to... This next song, I don't even know if Danielle's ever heard of this song. The Soul Survivors singing Expressway to Your Heart. Oh, yes, I have. And this is all about cars. Yeah. This has nothing to do with winning a person over. This is just cars. Goofy's driving cars. Yes. That makes no sense. I, it's so weird. I mean, the song is great. I, I might get it on my iPod tonight. Or my iTunes, whatever the kids call it these days. But, wow. This was, this almost sounded like it was last minute. Not desperation, but like editing to a yeah. degree. So, there's that. So, after that, we finally get Minnie Mouse, and she calls Mickey. Well, you know, Mickey, being the lazy rat bastard that he is, is sound asleep in his chair. <laughs> so, Pluto picks up the phone. Pluto talks to Minnie, and Minnie wants Mickey, so Pluto gives the phone to Mickey. And Minnie's upset for some reason. And you're going to find out why right now. Because the focus of this show has been on dogs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, the title has the word dog in it. But anyway, um, she mentions how cats also have a good time as well as dogs do. And she mentions the Aristocats. Which then goes to the next song, which is The Stray Cats and Stray Cat Strut. Again, first time I heard this as a kid. Now, this was a good fit. I thought, as far as editing goes and picking out the songs, this was really well done. I really, I'm just really well done on this one. Mm-hmm. So, after that, uh, who was it? Was it Jiminy again? I want to say it was Jiminy Cricket. I could be. Yeah, it was Jiminy Cricket. Uh, he talks about another cat. The Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. So, they then show this clip of Alice 
meaning the Cheshire Cat. And it's about as weird as you would think it is because it's Alice in Wonderland and the guy who wrote the story. Um, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, we go to an award show. Yep, we go to an award show. And look, Jack Nicholson is there. Oh, wait a minute. It's not really Jack Nicholson. So it's an impersonator, Jack Nicholson. And he's like, well, welcome to the first annual Mickey Mouse Awards. Today we're going to honor a one-of-a-kind individual. So here's Goofy in one of those skyboxes. He's dressed up. And he's thinking this award is for him. And the award is actually for Pluto. For best friend or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then we go to a video basically about Pluto being there for Mickey Mouse. And it is Let's Hear It For The Boy from Denise Williams. One yep. of the songs from Flashdance. And I'm going to leave you with this question, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the music video for that song? Let's hear it for the boy. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with it. Uh, very borderline, a lot of inappropriate things. Yeah, I'm gonna go pull it up now, but um, I I'm very I'm slightly familiar with it. Um, oh oh yeah, now I remember because there's the little boy. Yep. And the yeah okay. Very borderline. Yeah. <laughs> it would not pass today's television standards. It, it, I think Madonna's "Open Your Heart" was probably a little more worse, but I haven't seen that one. Madonna's Open Your Heart is a little boy, and, well, he's going to go... It, 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 it's not so much that it's... But it's a little boy, he's going to go see a peep show, and he looks like he's oh. 10. He might be older than 10, but he looks young. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of creepy, actually, because it's Madonna. Right. And, yeah. It's Madonna. At the time. Yeah. And then we go back to Mickey Mouse's place. He's dressed up, and it looks like he's about to go out, probably to meet up with Minnie, I'm not sure. And Pluto sort of begs him to stay, but, you know, Mickey says, Oh, well, you know, I gotta go, but if I could... I would! And then it cuts right into the last song, which is Stay by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. And it's just basically buddy, buddy up kind of stuff. And that's it! And then in the credits, they mention that uh, Miami Vice will be up next. And then on Saturday, college basketball, a doubleheader on NBC... Mm -hmm. Illinois against Iowa first. Mm -hmm. And then you could see UCLA against USC. And then there's a celebrity golf tournament on after that. Yeah. 
And that, pretty much, in a nutshell, is DTV Doggone Valentine. So, um, what did you think of the special as a whole from the from the video that I had sent you? interesting um it was kind of odd because it's supposed to be like doggone valentine's day special so apart from the lady and the tramp sequences and possibly the sequences with goofy having a newborn baby um and a few other things here and there it really wasn't a valentine's day special per se mm-hmm. there were a few you know love songs here and there and the lady and the tramp thing certainly talked but like and then but then like when it jumps to like staying alive and eat it it's just like okay yeah you know mhm so i don't know uh, it was okay you know sort of just left you in the middle it did i mean it was a nice little bit of nostalgia but um it it just seemed kind of PC. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a little weird. Um, for me, um, this was a step down. I thought from the first Valentine special that they did, which I really wish we could have done, but you know it was out of our hands, so we couldn't really do it. Um, very unique selection of songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is such a wide range. I'm, uh, that's one thing that I definitely notice. The other thing, and I, and I agree with you, Danielle, it's promoted as a Valentine special, but it's really... Not that Valentine'sy, if that's even a word. If it isn't, it just mm-hmm. was created. Um, it had its high points. I mean, you know, like I said, I loved the Kenny Rogers bit. Um, there were just some parts that really fit here and there. I guess I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did because I did watch this as a kid, but. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's fine. We're all going to have our favorites. Um, Like I said, I prefer the first one more than this. But this is still a good, you know, like, nostalgic trip to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem, and, and I'm going to say this to everyone that's watching this. If you do decide to go look for it on YouTube, it's going to be done in parts. Like I said, the video that I had originally sent Danielle mm-hmm. was like 30 plus minutes, and it does not have everything in it. Um, if you look, the closest I... You see, it's tough, because there's two like channels that pretty much have it up, except they're missing a part. One is missing like part five, and then the other part is missing... The wham part. The wake wake me up before you go. But other than that, it's very easy to find. It is easy to find. So, check it out if you want to watch it. 
Um, oh, and this actually, I actually it is it does say here this is the first time Bill Former did the voice of Goofy. So yeah, and this was rebranded in subsequent airings as Disney's DTV Doggone Hits, which probably would have yeah. been the more it would have been the more appropriate title. Yeah. Huh. Let's see. How are we going? Two hours. Well, it, we've now reached the point in the show where we're going to recommend a movie and an album for you guys to get. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say, because I, I do want, I, I think I start this time. I think. Okay. I might be wrong. Um... I was originally going to have us do a theme where we pick a movie that was nominated for an Oscar. Just any any category. Even if it was like best cinematography or best makeup, you know. But in the end I decided not to do that. Cause it would have like it would have taken me a while to see if it does fit and you know we would have each had to do research so mm -hmm. i decided not to do that uh so for my movie for the month of february um of course yesterday uh it was announced that harper lee the author of to kill a mockingbird passed away so for my movie of the month i am going with the movie to kill a mockingbird uh, starring gregory peck um, <clears throat> I never saw, or, or I mean, I never read the book, but I, I've seen the movie and it is a wonderful movie. Probably one of the best movies ever made. Um, if it had not come out the same year as Lawrence of Arabia, it would have hands down won best picture that year. Uh, Gregory Peck is Atticus Finch. He wins the Academy Award for this role. Mm -hmm. And he does a great job. Um, and actually, when the American Film Institute came out with their list of the greatest heroes and villains in the history of the movies, Atticus Finch was named the number one hero in the history of the movies. Mm -hmm. and, and I totally understand why, and I totally respect it. Um, very good cast. This is also the film debut of Robert Duvall. Some people might not realize that, but that is his film debut. And I will say it's more towards the end of the movie. I'm not going to spoil what scene, but it is towards the end of the film. So if you've never read the book, I definitely recommend you watch the movie. It is worth your time. You will not regret it. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So my movie pick. Um. Well, as you know, there was a holiday on Sunday, um, which neither one of us celebrated. That right, right. But um. <laughs> Someday I will celebrate it. <laughs> well, I, I have in the past, but um, I I I will. Um. So, but anyways, um. So I wanted to pick a 
you know, a romantic comedy, which I am a fountain of uh, mm-hmm. knowledge on. Um, so I was a toss up between two of them. But one I'm going to save for next month for a specific reason. Um, okay. This one I'm going to go with. Um, and that is You've Got Mail, which I'm sure some people are like, Ew, you know. Right. It's interesting. It's an interesting movie. First of all, it's a remake. I don't think many people realize that. It's a remake of a movie from the 1940, from 1940 called Shop Around the Corner, which I'm sure not a lot of people know. Um and a lot of times it gets aired on television around Christmas, even though it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It, 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 a part of it takes place during Christmas, like a small, like maybe about 10, 15 minutes. Away. The movie it's a remake of is a Christmas movie, but it, you've got mail covers the span, spans from the fall to the spring. So like Christmas is in the middle part of it, but it's not a Christmas movie. Right. But anyways, um, you've got mail. I don't know. For those of you who don't know, is a movie about, um, this girl who had met a guy in an over 30 chat room and they exchange emails back and forth to one another, romantic emails. And what she doesn't know is that he's the guy who's, she, she runs a little small bookstore in New York city and he's the guy who's opening up the big chain bookstore. That's going to put her out of business. Right. But they don't know they're exchanging these emails. It's, it's a cute movie because first of all, Tom Hanks, I don't care. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, He's just a likable guy. Um, Secondly, um, it's a great, at the time I saw it, you know, I saw it when I first saw it, it was relatively new at the time and I was a teenager. So I thought it was cool, but now it's a great film from a nostalgic standpoint because a lot of stuff is different in the plot when it worked now. First of all, the fact of the matter is that they would have met on Facebook. She would have known who he was now. It's just taking place now. I mean, it's possible they could have met in chat room, but it's more likely now if you meet somebody online, you know what their name, you know, you know what their name is and you know all this stuff before you agree to meet them. Generally, you know. So, um, and secondly, and kind of a very sad twist the big chain bookstores are now going out of business like like his bookstore is supposed to be like um a takeoff of borders okay and you as you all know borders is now out of business but at the time because this is made in 1998 when stores like borders were just you know coming out and like these really big monster bookstores so it's just an interesting little um, look back at how things were in the late 90s because you know so if you get a chance watch it it's got Tom Hanks Meg Ryan Gene Stapleton who most of you um, if, I don't know if those of you watch um, old sitcoms know Edith Bunker and it's her using her real voice Edith Bunker wasn't her real voice I don't know if, how many people know that that wasn't so you get to hear what she actually sounds like so that's but yeah, you've got mail if you get a chance. All right. All right. So now we will go from our movie to our album of the month. Mm-hmm. And let's see if Danielle has her choice. Okay. I'm 
just pulling it up here. But, um, uh, and keeping with the romance theme, um, I came to know this from The Simpsons, ironically. But, um, I'm, and I'm sure Bill is very familiar with this. Um, there's an episode of Simpsons where they tell how Homer and Marge first met, and yep. she goes into detention. They meet in detention, and there's a song called Close to You, and it's playing. Like, yep. Okay. So this is my first time ever hearing this song and being introduced to the music of the Carpenters. And I, it's a beautiful song. It, on its own, it's a beautiful song. Right. Um, it's and um, so about a couple of years later, they released a compilation album of the Carpenters. Love, and it's called Love Songs, the Carpenters. And um, I'm just still discovering their music, so there might be more that's not on here. Mm-hmm. But I think I had um, gone to the library a couple of years ago and gotten this album and got a bunch of songs off of it. And it, it is a very beautiful kind of, if, if you're not an easy listening fan, you might not like this. If you prefer something heavier and less, you know. Right. So I, I, I don't recommend this. But if you like something soft and easy and light, and this is a really good album to listen to. They have um, not just, they have Close to You. They have Rainy Days and Mondays. Um, there's, they did a cover of, um. Um, there's a song they also did there's one song that isn't on here which kind of makes me sad Sing which I don't know if those of you who know is that um, the Sesame Street song yeah the Sesame Street song they had their own version of it oh no that's gonna be heartbreaking I bet yeah it is it is Um, because Karen Carpenter had passed away um, like in the early 80s so they aren't you know they can't tour anymore obviously but yeah um, we've only just begun, which I think is like a great wedding song, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Superstar, uh, I Won't Last a Day Without You. It, it, it's just a really, really cute album. So if you ever get a chance, if you want to discover the music of the Carpenters, this is a great place to start. So, Or just go on YouTube, Google them. They're, just listen. they're pretty much there. Yeah, they're, they're there. But um, just the harmonies alone are just, their voices blend together so well. It's insane how, ah, man. All right. Um, For my album of the month, and I think we're each allowed at least once a year, uh, well, you've already done it once, so I get to do it now this time. Okay. An album that you probably will not find on Amazon or any record store. You probably have to go to eBay to find it. Um, one of the things that Danielle mentioned was cult classic movies, like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, the one that I'm going to mention, I don't think gets a lot of credit, because one, it's a cartoon, and... Two, it used to air on the Disney Channel, but mm-hmm. it actually has some adult jokes in there, but it's still a family movie. Uh, so my album of the month 
is music from the original motion picture soundtrack, Animal Olympics. Oh my god. Yes, this does exist. I got this from eBay. 15 bucks, believe it or not. Uh, Graham Goldman is the mastermind behind this soundtrack. It is absolutely great from beginning to end. Um, I actually heard the whole album for the first time on YouTube. Like, like I said, I didn't even know an, a, a soundtrack existed. Um, but yeah, this is such an underrated movie. It has the voices of Gilda Radner, uh, Billy Crystal, Harry Shearer uh, in the movie. It's basically like them and one other person are the voices in the entire movie. Um, so I want to go through the, the tracks on here. Uh, the first one, Go For It. Um, you know, one of those, I guess you could say sort of inspirational songs, but, you know. Uh, underwater Fantasy, and then Away From It All. Oh, just such a great, beautiful song. You, like I said, you have to, you know, go to YouTube or eBay to find it. Um, and then there's Born to Lose. And then there's an instrumental for one of the characters in the movie, Kit Mambo, who does the uh, marathon race in the movie. And then there's another instrumental called Zoo, which is sort of like CNN, but for animals. And then they have... Love's Not For Me, which is Renee's song, uh, which is the other main running competitor in the movie. And then they also have With You, I Can Run Forever, Bionic Boar, and We've Made It to the Top. This is a very good album. Very fun. Really brings back a lot of memories for me oh, yeah. as a kid. Um, but definitely, if you can, listen to the album on YouTube first, and then if you really like it, go on to eBay. There are people that are selling this album, and trust me, it is definitely worth your time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to do it for this month, this edition of Nostalgia Crew. Uh, next time we're on, more than likely it will be warmer because spring will have started. <sighs> Let's hope so. And who who knows what we're going to talk about next month? It's March. Yeah. Um, St. Patty's Day. I don't really have... Well, I don't know. Maybe we could talk about some... Oh, actually, you know what? I just realized this. Hmm. We're going to get St. Patrick's Day and Easter in the same month. Oh, yeah. Well, I have some Easter stories. Okay. So, I have Easter so, and um, a couple of St. Patty stories. So we'll probably talk about that. and. Well, I will watch Fuller House. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about that next month. We're okay. going to give our thoughts. Uh, yeah. It'll be a, a battle of who can make it through the entire season longer. I'm putting money on Danielle over myself, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I will probably watch the entire season by you know, the time you... Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, you know. So. <laughs> but definitely. And, um, oh, yeah, and I will have seen Pee Wee's Holiday. Depending oh. on when we record, I probably might right. have seen that, too, so. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, we got stuff for next month. Yeah. Um, well, 
on that note, that's going to do it for us for this month. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, for Danielle, I'm Bill. This has been Nostalgia Crew, and we'll talk to you guys later. Shabbat, shabbat.